My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A. Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch. We stay winning. Oh, man. You know I had to do it for you. And welcome to the Oddscast Podcast NFL Draft 2021 edition. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. Action-packed, very special episode for you today. And this one's actually one of my favorites, uh, the NFL Draft. One of my favorite things to bet on. I've been deep in the just I'm, – I'm deep in it for the last two days. I, I'm deep up to date on all the rumors this is why i don't like to do it too early because then you can just really immerse yourself yeah um what are we talking knuckles knuckles wrist elbow shoulder how deep are you oh i'm chest neck oh wow you're like inseminating a cow deep jesus christ so I'm, I, I think how we're going to do this, we're going to do at the end of this segment. Uh, and this, you know, obviously there's other sports going on. Kentucky Derby's this weekend. We'll probably have some of that at the end of the podcast. But all of this draft, all of this, all of this podcast is going to be about the draft. Like probably four fifths of the podcast will be about the draft. At the end, we're going to do our usual three of us go around. We have five units to play with each of us, four bets. You know, we give out our bet slips. Winner takes home the crown. Terry Takes is looking to defend his crown from 2020. Uh, overall, good draft for you because you wanted to uh, heading into that draft. The Dolphins at six seem to be um, eyeing a receiver or a playmaker, but we'll get into that. Um, all right, looking at this top 10, I just want to go dive right into this, just how, like I said, we've been immersed in this stuff for the last – two, three days. First question you got to ask yourself when you're projecting this, are you a Mac Jones person or are you Trey Lance podcast uh, team? So let, let's, let's decide what kind of podcast we are right now on the Mac Jones versus Trey Lance debate. Um, it's between those two guys. Obviously a lot of people like Justin Fields and think that it's going to be a massive mistake for the 49ers to pass up on him, but that's just not what is happening and what's playing out in Santa Clara right now. It's Mac Jones. It's seemingly Kyle Shanahan's wing um, likes Mac Jones. They did like Mac Jones when they traded up, but now they're kind of getting wooed by Trey Lance. The money's kind of trickling down in the gambling markets here. Minus, I think, anywhere from minus 200 to minus 300 on Mac Jones. That was close to 400 a couple of days ago. So there's some light, late movement on Trey Lance. Terry, where are you at on the Jones versus Lance debate? And more importantly, I guess, do you think it matters um, in how the rest of the top 10 plays out? Uh, I mean, it matters. I'm kind of tired. I'm fatigued, fatigued about this debate. Uh, I just wanted the draft to start. Uh, my favorite theory, though, I'm not going to answer any of your questions and tell you that my Great. favorite theory, uh, I heard on a PFF podcast, I believe it was, that said uh, – essentially what Schefter reported that they moved up without knowing who they wanted to draft was that uh, the Eagles convinced the 49ers that dumb coach from the Eagles, I forget his name. who can't speak. 
rock, paper, scissors, Sirianni. Yes. Uh, he convinced whoever he knew in the 49ers organization that they were going to take Mac Jones. So then the 49ers traded up and then basically bamboozled the 49ers because then the Dolphins traded with the Eagles. So that was my favorite, that one of the smartest head coaches, quote unquote, in the NFL would have gotten bamboozled by rock, paper, scissors, Sirianni. But I think they'd take Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I think they take Mac Jones. I think, you know, we don't have to go into the what's the right pick. Um, Justin Fields. You know, all it really takes is one person. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields is probably the right pick, but we're, this is about picking who is going to, you know, you're, you're trying to predict what teams will do, not what they should do. There's a reason why, you know, the NFL has a lot of turnover in terms of head coaches, GMs. It's because a lot of them don't get it right. And I'm with you. I think it's Mac Jones. I think that trading up at this point, knowing it was Jones, there's just kind of too much at stake if they go in a different direction and that doesn't work out. I think that Jones fits, you know, the Shanahan angle, it fits. Like Mac Jones is great in the pocket. Um, He's like run a system flawlessly. If like you want as a coach, like, you want your system, which everybody loves you for, like the Shanahan offensive system. You want a guy that's not really, you know, I could see Shanahan not wanting a guy that's like a game transcendent quarterback. Like if you could build like the perfect robotic decision maker in your system that will highlight how good you are as a coach, it might as well, it might be Mac Jones. Like, like he did it at Alabama. He had like 40 touchdowns and four interceptions running Saban's system there. And it is what it is. I think that if you want to play this, there is um, no real value unless you throw some money on, on Lance for the 49ers. I don't think, I don't really advise doing that because I think it is going to be Jones. Um, I think it's more interesting, the top 10, if it is Jones, because like you said, the only other team that's been linked to Jones has been the Eagles and they're at 12 that want Lance there's teams that reportedly want fields the only thing that I could potentially think of um in playing this I saw on DraftKings that there is a exact outcome of the three four and five picks and this brings us to four and five with the Falcons who there was some there was some fields talk there was some I guess it was really between Fields and, and Pitts, but uh, ESPN reporting today that even though they would like to trade or they're offering, I guess, all 31 other teams the four pick, they're content with taking Kyle Pitts. So if you have Pitts at four and then at five with the with the Bengals, you have the Chase-Pinay-Sewell debate, and it seems like what I'm hearing a lot of the reporters – I heard uh, Schrager talk about this on Bill Simmons' pod. I heard Benjamin Albright talk about this. And I think maybe McShay said it too, that the Bengals are going to go with with Jamar Chase because they're, Zach Taylor is an offensive-minded head coach. You pair Burrow with his number one receiver from his LSU days. And, you know, they, they likely could get a better option at offensive line in the second tier offensive linemen, which are better than the second tier wide receivers in the second round. So do you agree with me, Terry, that Pitts and Chase are going to be the four and five? 
Uh, yeah, probably. So if you agree with that, then you have Jones Pitts Chase at plus two hundred exact outcome on three four five at plus two hundred. I think at two to one odds based on what we know now, it's a pretty good bet. And if you wanted to do Lance, I think it's like plus three hundred. You could probably find it at the books to be the number three pick. But if you're sold on Pitts and Chase, then Lance, um, Pitts, and Chase is plus 650. So you're better off doing plus 650 than plus 300. And I think you should throw 200, uh, plus 200 there on Jones, Pitts, Chase. Yeah, I, I, I just think the third pick, I think it's like if you look at Baker Mayfield when the Browns, when it, got leaked that the Browns were going to take Baker Mayfield. Everyone didn't think it was true. And then they talked themselves into pretzels about why they weren't going to take Baker Mayfield and yada, yada, yada. And then when the Browns got on the clock, they took Baker Mayfield. And I see some comparisons to that, just like here where it came out that the 49ers were going to take Mac Jones. And then because that's not in line with, People and conventional the wisdom, yeah. The experts in the media's rankings were trying to talk ourselves into why they're not going to take Mac Jones when it just seems like that's a prototypical Kyle Shanahan quarterback. Look at Matt Ryan, Matt Schaub, um, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. I, you know, Robert Griffin III infamously didn't get along with the Shanahans. And like you said, he's more of a athletic um, playmaker than those other quarterbacks who will just sit in the pocket and do what they're told um, and not try to do too much. And when you're, you know, an egomaniac like Kyle Shanahan, you want to have the control. So I, I just think we're talking ourselves in the circles and how oh, it's not going to be Mac Jones. And it'll be Mac Jones. He'll do his thing. I don't like the pick one-year quarterback there's not great success uh hit rates for those type of guys one-year wonders but uh it's the 49ers pick do whatever they want who cares and then the seahawks will win again because you know they do pete carroll just gets lucky and russell wilson whatever or is it going to be the rams and stafford this year uh, or the cardinals with jj watt i mean that division is just so tough I think the margin of error, I think that's why they made the trade. I, I think that you need to have your guy at quarterback. You can't like backdoor an NFC West title with how good those teams are. So, I mean, yeah. And then also fucking Kyle Shanahan could, could kill uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So there's that as well. Or just he's just a complete nihilist where it's just like, you know, we're all going to die. Who cares? <laughs> that was the interview where he said, uh, we could all be dead on Saturday, Sunday. I don't yeah. know who's going to be on my team on anybody. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Totally, dude. Yeah. Um, all right. So if that's one through five, Lawrence Wilson, Jones, Pitts, Chase, then comes Miami at six. And Terry, I think the floor is yours. Um, you know, Miami was always linked to Panay with Houston's pick earlier when they had it at three and it was kind of towards the end of the season and Houston was, you know, plummeting in the uh, standings. But 
you seem to be on board with them drafting a playmaker. Let's say Panay's sitting here at six. Panay's over under a six and a half now. And that's even odds, minus 110. It's Panay or it's Waddle or Devonta Smith. Give me what you think the Dolphins are going to do. And, you know, like 80% do that. And then you could do 20% of what you want them to do. Or maybe you think it's the same thing. Um, so I bet Panay Sewell over six and a half. Because uh, I think he's going he's gonna to dip a little bit. Uh, I think the Dolphins uh, are going to take a playmaker. I think it's a smart thing to do. So I guess they kind of do align. I've seen reports that they like Smith or they like Waddle. I personally lean Waddle as just a playmaker. Uh, he seems like a Brian Flores type of guy. He's just tough. As you saw in the national championship game, and you know, Twitter exploded how he was playing and with his coming off of a broken ankle and just, you could see him just limping down the field. And even while he's limping, he's still faster than, almost everyone on the field. Um, I bet the under because I didn't think he would just be used as a decoy in that game. And I lost that bet. Anyway, uh, I just, you know, you reunite Waddle with Tua. Um, and I think adding him, adding him to the offense will do more than adding Panay um, to the offense in terms of just opening up the field. You have, you have Fuller on a one-year deal, so I don't think that you shy away from taking taking you know a, a similar wide receiver in that respect. Fuller and Waddle, I texted Dom this privately. I dare you as a defense to play single high safety with Fuller and Waddle on the field. Do it, you cowards. You won't. Um, so you're going to see a lot of two two high safety looks. Going to help the run game. Um, I'm also you know just jaded as the Dolphins took, I feel like a million first round picks or spent a million first round picks in the, in the two thousands on offensive linemen and they still sucked. So give me the playmakers. Give me, give me the Corvettes. I don't, I don't need, you know, a a minivan to get the kids around. I'm going through a midlife crisis. You know, I want to go fast. So uh, I, I think the pick is Jalen Waddle. I hope the pick is Jalen Waddle. I wouldn't be surprised if they go Devonta Smith, and you know, wouldn't be surprised if they go Sewell because I guess in most draft circles, he's probably you know the best player available, which is a mantra they have drafted by uh, under Chris Kerr. Yeah, I think Waddle, and you had done this earlier. Um, in our discord recommended waddle over smith and it seems like all the value there is gone because it seems like waddle is the more sought after guy i think warren sharp tweeted out um kind of like a a transcript of him talking to gms and and or i think it was wide receiver coaches and waddle like just makes the wide receiver coaches light up because of the just options it gives an offense with that game-breaking speed yeah can Devonta Smith probably be like, you know, best case scenario? I don't know, like Anquan Bolden or somebody that's just like. No, no. <laughs> Anquan Bolden weighed like 220 pounds. 
Devonta I'm talking Smith about I'm talking 165 pounds. 165 pounds. My left leg weighs 165 pounds. I don't know. Amani Tumor. Amani Tumor? I don't know. Under, the CDC classifies me as overweight. So yes, I know I'm not the fittest person in the world, but like 165 pounds? Come on, son. No one's really succeeded at that weight in the NFL. Come on, son. Um, yeah, so yeah, Chris, I, that's, that's my Chris Carter. I took Jalen Waddle under 10 and a half minus 125 at that MGM. Uh, there's talks, even if he falls past the Dolphins, which I don't think he does, um, that the Giants really want him and the Eagles really want him. And the Eagles have to hop the Giants if they want him. The Giants might think the Eagles are hopping him. So there could be people wanting to get into the top 10 to draft Jalen Waddle. So I think the over under being at 10 and a half is very high because, you know, this is pretty much known as a three wide receiver draft four wide receiver. If you're counting pits. And after that, the drop offs pretty, you know, obviously Bateman and um, the other guys are probably late first round picks, but um, just the, just the, in terms of game breaking ability at the wide receiver position, like it's gotta be one of those four guys. And it seems like Waddle is separating himself from Smith. So I do recommend that bet, but I think, I think the pick here is Waddle because the Dolphins also have a pick at 18 and what we just talked about with the Bengals being able to get an offensive lineman at the beginning of the second round, 18 is more likely, or at least I think what you'll be looking at as far as offensive linemen is going to be more enticing um, than what the wide receiver market is going to look like at that point. And plus typical, you know, franchise left left tackle blindside blocker doesn't really apply if you have a left-handed quarterback, right, right tackle, I think they're probably eyeing uh, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, who played right tackle his entire career at Oklahoma State and is quickly rising in draft boards too. So, um, yeah, I mean, even if if this also if this draft turns into just chaos theory um, of ridiculous trades, that's a trade a trade out spot with the Broncos, even though they have Bridgewater or I don't know. Pan, maybe the Panthers, maybe I don't. I doubt they do the, the the Patriots, but we could see things get start to get weird here as the Dolphins are apt to to trade draft picks. Yeah, and I guess we'll do that then next um, because we have with Chase at five to the Bengals, Dolphins if they take Waddle at six. We have now hit Panay Sewell's over under over six and a half. The Lions are on the clock at seven, but this is where the draft, I think, really gets weird. And I think mocks are starting to get this one through six kind of stabilized. You know, some one-off people have uh, Trey Lance at three. Some people have uh, Panay going to the Bengals. Not a lot of people have the Dolphins going anywhere else, but Waddle or Chase if he falls, if the Dolphins go, or if the Bengals go Panay. But or Pitts. Or Pitts. But I'm saying if Pitts if, if uh, Pitts at four is gone, which yeah. seems to be like the overwhelming favorite. I think it's like minus 300 now. Um, Lions at seven. New regime. Only have six draft picks this year. And probably wants more draft picks. <laughs> and you have a lot of teams now with the two quarterbacks falling in Lance and Fields 
looking to potentially hop in the top 10 here. We have the Patriots who are rumored to be offering Stefan Gilmore to get into the top 10. They reportedly like fields, uh, the Washington football team at 19, they want to get into t- uh, the top 10 per ESPN's report today. And they per Benjamin Albright want Lance, the bears want either or at 20, so you have a lot of potential trade-up spots here. And the Lions, I think their price tag won't be as high given that they just want more picks. They want quantity over quality. And, you know, the first real trade partner, I think, here for the Lions, who if they're not set on taking a quarterback, is the Patriots at 15. So this is kind of where I just have to pick a lane and stick with it in – constructing a mock draft where are you at right now with the lions here if the one through six plays out like we just said um i have placed money my money not anyone else's uh on the lions first draft pick to be on the defensive side of the ball at plus 230 and i think uh that with and I think it makes sense because if they can't trade out, you can, you can have Mike Parsons there. Um, Dan Campbell, AKA man Campbell uh, is, you know, a man and he likes to like hit people. He's talking about chewing people's legs off. Um, and he, I guess I've studied, he ran Oklahoma drills in the middle of the field before dolphins games when he was interim head coach. So he's going to look to set the tone here. Uh, the GM, new GM, Brad Holmes played linebacker. He's a defensive guy. I think, you know, if they don't trade out and even if they do trade out, um, the pick is going to be on the defensive side of the ball, just to set the tone that, you know, it's a blue collar town. We're here to fuck you up. Don't mess with us. And I, you know, I've seen mock drafts of them taking Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith or like, I, I just don't, I don't see that. Well, they're they're not they're not taking Devonta Smith. I think that's like I just don't see Dan Dan Man Campbell saying that we're gonna chew you when you get up and all that other weird fucking things he said. Yeah, Um, they're not drafting a hundred seventy pound guy. There's nothing Um, that chew on Devonta Smith's body. (laughs) So, you know, I, I think a that's a great bet. I'm marking that down to bet that as soon as we hop off the podcast here because. Culturally, it fits. It's probably plus 230 just because the defensive players, you know, we talked about this last week. A lot of people are are thinking that there's going to be 10 offensive players drafted in the first 10 picks. Um, Maybe not so much anymore with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones saying that they're probably going to go defense. But at seven, the only player you could really probably slot there is Parsons just because of the top 10 level. Um, talent and then maybe if you're high on horn or certain um, you you can put them there as well I, I in this ESPN insider story they also talked about how the Lions are a fan of uh, Micah Parsons too so I mean you have the trade down option because if they trade down to 15 with the Patriots who you know the Patriots and the, and the Lions have had some history in terms of Matt Patricia and just I, I don't I guess that's the the history but they 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 kind of feel like trade partners 
Um, and if they trade down, you know, there's more likely to uh, get some value on the defensive side of the ball down there. So um, what do you think as far as a trade up, if do you think the Lions want to go that far down in the draft, 15, 19, or 20, which seems to be where the three trade partners are if you're looking to go up to get a quarterback? Uh, I don't think they care. If um, I mean, practically, if you're a GM, I think that buys you time. If you're if you trade down and get first round picks next year or the year after that, you're like, oh look, you know, this year wasn't you know about getting a superstar player. We're just building. We're just you know changing the culture, uh, gathering assets. Hey, look, look, this is what the Miami Dolphins did. This is what the 49ers did. 49ers made it to the Super Bowl. Like two years after that. So, you know, just give us some time to make some more picks. You're basically just kicking the can down the road as a GM so they can't fire you for making a bad pick. So uh, I don't think they, I don't think they mind. I don't, there's nothing, there's no one that they would pick in the first, in the top 10, that's going to make them a great team. Jared Goff's still your quarterback. Oh, or where do you Campbell's go? Still your coach. Where do you go? Justin Fields. Or do you think that, that. I hope not. I don't want, I don't want to just ruin his career because this is this is the slot this you know these are the picks seven eight nine where a lot of trade rumors two teams in these spots have already traded with each other with the bronco with the broncos trading for teddy bridgewater um you know i don't think that really matters as much in terms of like the quarterback market i think if trey lance who i think the niners or the the broncos have been linked to uh if lance falls to nine i think he's very alive for them and uh, Fields has been linked to the Panthers and, and it's a question or not whether the Panthers actually want to draft a quarterback or if they're just saying that in order for somebody to jump up to seven and they could, you know, get Panay because in this ESPN piece as well, Panay dropping to eight, like there's some teams in the early teens that want to trade up or could potentially trade up for a offensive lineman you have the giants and joe i don't know where you're at in terms of the giants um draft rumors if you can give an update on that um so i mean look i get that we want to get a wide receiver here uh and it seems like that's something that they're strongly considering i i'm like i've become more of a trenches guy as uh, it's become, uh, you know, you just watch these games and it's like, if you're not going to protect the quarterback, it really doesn't matter who you throw into. So I feel like there might be a little bit of uh, talk or like, I feel like there's more chatter about the wide receiver position to see maybe if they can force uh, some, either some of the teams in front of them or some of the teams behind them to maybe trade up, so mm-hmm. that maybe get their offensive lineman of choice. So that's kind of more of what I'm thinking. Uh, and it'd be great if Panay falls. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, but I, I think that's a little bit uh, that's a little bit doubtful. So we'll we'll kind of have to see what it is. But I know that we we had had a conversation about uh, whether the, maybe the Giants go after a guy like Slater or uh, Vera. I forget the Vera Tucker. Yeah, you know. So I, I'm not super sure. I, I just hope that they you know use the pick prudently, um, and at least they can't take a running back in the first round this year (laughs) yeah i mean there's a lot of talk about gettleman like literally never trading down ever as as the gm of the panthers before this and as the giants but like let's say the lions trade out 
and they go, uh, you know, maybe the Patriots come in and take fields or they say put and they take Parsons or go defensive side of the ball. Um, you're looking at the Panthers and Broncos. And if you had to like put a gun to my head and ask me, are two quarterbacks being taken at eight and nine? I don't think so. I think one of them falls. I, I you know, whether or not, one team doesn't like the one that's available to them or they're just happy. Like the Panthers just spent, you know, some capital, not a lot of capital on Sam Darnold, who's only 23 years old. Um, I think that those two quarterbacks could fall. And then you're looking at the giants potentially being a, you know, in more line with somebody like, you know, if the Patriots didn't trade up uh, at seven to them going to 11, or I don't know if they make, they probably won't, be a trade partner with a team in their own division with the Washington football team. But yeah. um, there, there's still some potential trade downs there. The issue with trading up, like as much as I'd like, I think Gettleman and company would like to trade up. If uh, Sewell is there at eight, they only have six picks this draft. Um, so are they willing to part with like a third rounder to get up to, to seven uh, or to eight? And because I know Carolina would probably move down to 11 because it makes sense. They want a cornerback. I've already bet the the Panthers to draft a cornerback uh, because I think they're um, they're being linked to a quarterback. I think it's all smoke and they want either Horn or Sertain and going back to 11 probably guarantees them at least one of them, unless, you know, the Broncos go something weird with it. But I, you know, this is the dra- the part of the draft, I think from seven to like 13 where a lot of trades could happen or as Terry said, maybe no trades happen. So uh, this is, I feel like the talk is just kind of like how many options can you give Mm -hmm. Danny Dimes, you know, uh, Danny Dimes over there to throw to, and uh, you want to see just how good he's going to be. Cause at the end of the day, you know, you sign Galladay, you sign, you get Rudolph as well, but it's like, if one of those, if, if Galladay goes down, you're looking at the exact same squad as last year. So you really don't know what you're going to get out of Barkley. Uh, coming off that kind of injury. Uh, so I, I could see them maybe trying to get whatever wide receivers available, whether, you know, it's, uh, it's Waddle, it's Smith, whoever. I could see the Giants want, like, doing that just for maybe PR reasons. They did take a lot of uh, – I think they took three linemen in the first five rounds last year. Mm-hmm. So they might want to just see how that fleshes out and, uh, and, and go with the skill position player. Yeah, or they nice. go to, or they go defense, you know, and go cornerback. Yeah, I mean, Michael Parsons is there. I'm not going to complain. And but. then uh, there is some talk, and I think I saw it um, in two mocks, uh, reputable mocks, that they are uh, at 11, stick and put, and drafting uh, Quiddy Pay from Michigan, the edge rusher, um, which I don't think Giants fans were happy about because I think he's more um, bottom half of the of the of the draft yeah, of the first I, round. I feel like I haven't even seen a mock with his name in that spot. So hopefully not. <laughs> I mean, um, on MGM or uh, most places I've seen DeMont Smith, lowest, lowest odds for the team to pick him are the giants at two to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, like I said last week, I don't see FD NY Joe judge taking 165 pound wide receiver. So this is the question I think that, you know, cause we could talk all day about possibilities from the seven to 13 range, you know, just real quickly going off the Panthers would like to trade down. Allegedly the Broncos could trade down allegedly, um, but they kind of like drew lock. They now have Teddy Bridgewater. 
the Cowboys want, I guess, a cornerback, but like if Slater drops to them at 10, maybe they, they take a, a wider a, a offensive player giants. We just talked about them. The Eagles want either a wide receiver or a cornerback. They might have to make a move to do that. Um, but like, let's say Devonta Smith falls past the Eagles. Like there's not many teams in this macho man NFL where like we've heard tons of stories about like teams saying they value players who didn't opt out with COVID, which I think was like the smart thing to do. If you're a college player playing for free and projected to be a first round pick, you trade for a whole entire off season, just preparing for the draft, getting your body where it needs to be and then not injuring yourself and ruining your career. Like, I think that's the smarter thing. I think you like the people that are saying like, Oh yeah. Like you heard your stock. It's like, how did they hurt their stock? They're in the fucking top of the first round. Like, where did they think they were going to get do better? Yeah, no. So that that's kind of like, that's, that's a ridiculous take. But <laughs> but that's a take that a lot of teams are actually talking. Like, I've heard, I think, Schrager on Bill Simmons' podcast. Mask, like, on their chin. So, like, I don't want to fucking hear it from them. Although, although Jadavion Clowney used it to his advantage when there was talk about him sitting out at South Carolina. Then he came back and played his junior year. And they're like, oh, looks like he's taking off plays because you know he knows he's going to be the first round pick turns out he was just lazy and does take off plays in the nfl as well <laughs> so he used that as cover essentially yeah didn't want to get hurt yeah gonna make it to his next uh, contract next exactly. year of eligibility so i think you know the the, the the question i wanted to pose here is like how far does devonta smith fall if the eagles are one of those teams that look at a 160 pound wide receiver, you know, I don't know if rock, paper, scissors, Sirianni likes him either. So like, where is he, like, what is his floor? Um, I think the Cardinals at what, 14 or 16, 16, 16, 16, uh, our possibility, uh, they're linked to Jalen Waddle a lot. Apparently as a potential trade up into the top 10 to get them. Um, but you know, if to, to pair him with, um, Deandre Hopkins, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is essentially just a slot tight end at this point. Doesn't really like, can't really get too much separation. Um, and then I've seen mock drafts where the dolphins take Sewell and then draft Devonta Smith at 18 or trade up to 16 <laughs> and take Devonta Smith. Yeah. Um, so, right now, his over under is 11 and a half on DraftKings. I don't know if it's moved in other places, but it's minus 143 um, for the over. So, like, people are now catching on that there might be a Devonta Smith slide. And I think over one, 11 and a half is a pretty solid bet there, even with the juice. No, I agree. I think, I think so. You just have to worry about the Giants, I guess, moving up to take them, but, or no, they're 11th. So, yeah, you have to take them at 11. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't see too much value because if you wanted to bet that you should have bet it a few days ago when it was plus money. Um, but at this point, uh, I don't know. I, I do think he's going to slide. I think he'll, if there's a bet, I think there is a bet on FanDuel where you can bet like the order of the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can bet, you know, Chase, Waddle, uh, Smith. I would, I would take that plus money. If it's if it's offered, 
Um, but uh, I wouldn't. I think I think eleven and a half over eleven and a half is is you know is going to happen. You know, depending on your your risk your risk allocation, uh, one forty isn't terrible. So I don't I don't hate the bet. All right, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about before we get into our um, our bet slips here, that a large majority of like what's available to you as a better in the NFL draft markets are these props with the team or the position of first drafted player props, and they have them basically for every team. I've actually kind of liked these in the past um, because unless a team is like really linked to a certain position, for example, the Cowboys this year position of their first drafted player cornerback is minus 300. Everybody else is five plus 500 or over. Uh, Unless you have that there's plus money usually spread out along every position. And especially in some of these later, um, you know, mid mid first round to late first round teams, like it's, it's pretty much like playing some like first, 12 and roulette like just throw on like a, a need position and hope that hits like so i wanted to see if there were any particular teams you were looking at uh because there are certain teams that i'm looking at in this market and whether or not you like this market to play in for specific positions um i don't i don't really like does, does it ruin the segment if I say I don't like this market? No, no. But you I can tell me why. I don't particularly like this market. I'd rather bet like the offense or defense. Um, yeah, that's it. I'd rather <laughs> bet the offense or defense or, like they're, or they're, the specific player. Like you, it's, there's but, just more. But there's pay. not the specific player markets. Like they're very limited. Um, and are you talking about over-unders for a specific player? Or are you talking about like this, where, who will draft this? Player? No, like if, if the most analogous is who, who would draft this player. So mm-hmm. I would rather do that than what position like a team will draft. Well, I've already bet a few, so I'm just going to read them off real quick. I have bet um, zero. I watched Joe. Well, you've already bet the Giants offensive line, right? I bet Giants to pick offense at minus one thirty seven. So you're on you're in my camp. Yeah. You bet it at minus what did you bet it at? One thirty seven. Minus one thirty seven. Yeah. Okay. I don't like that bet at all. Me either. <laughs> well, I don't know. And you're a Giants fan. So good I also here. just like fucking hate betting on the NFL draft because I don't know anything about it. Oh. <laughs> so I just listen to what you guys say. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Um, so I bet the football team to draft a linebacker. Uh, for some reason, the football team to draft an offensive lineman is the most favored. And I think a lot of the good offensive linemen could be gone by the time they draft at 19. I think the only thing you have to, and like they, they've had one of the best offensive lines last year and they only added to it. Like they added flowers in the trade. I don't think that they're going to be looking for or able to find like a franchise left tackle because I think a lot of those guys are going to be gone. Um, like Darius over under is 15 and a half Vera Tucker, who I really like this draft is over under 16 and a half. Um, but I think a lot of teams are going to be on him um, because he can play guard, but the, the, there's like not a need for this team at offensive line and they were a playoff team last year. So they've been linked to linebackers all day. Really the last piece of their like, already stout defense is on linebacker position 
This is around three to one. You can get it at. So I think there's value there. Panthers to draft the cornerback is at plus 650 on MGM for some reason. It might move down by the time this is out, but like they've been heavily linked to cornerbacks. Um, and then there seems like the Raiders. Like I asked one of my buddies who's a diehard Raiders fan, I was like, what position would the Raiders draft first um, that Gruden and Mayock would pick that would piss off the Raiders fans the most? And he said wide receiver, so I bet it at 16 to 1. <laughs> like I could see the Raiders <laughs> drafting a wide receiver and 16 to 1 is very juicy. So so um, I mean you literally just touched on all the bets I've made, but in my specific markets that I like better. So like I bet the, the Washington to draft defense at plus two forty earlier in the week. I bet the Raiders to draft offense at plus one forty, not fourteen or sixteen to one or whatever you said. And then I bet the Panthers to draft Sertan at 14 to one. Yeah. So yeah, we, we like so, the same things. Know, we like the same things, but you know, paddle your own canoe. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, anything else you want to touch on before we get into our uh, prop slips here, Joe, are you even going to do a prop slip since you hate I the will NFL do a draft? Prop slip. I've been like, just gauging. I just been like aggregating different picks that people have made and kind of like watch the lines move. So I think I can put one together here. I feel like you were way more confident last year. <laughs> I wa- there were also there was also not like the midst of the NBA playoffs, so or like the end of the NBA season. So I had a lot more time on this. It's true. This was this is one of the first besides the PGA Tour, Korean baseball, and Korean soccer, uh, the first uh, yeah. betting yeah, event no. where everyone was involved, and like they had a shit ton of uh, things to bet on. I think there's still a decent amount here, but definitely last year, I feel like. There was so much more shit last year, I think. They were, well, they had nothing else to put lines on. Yeah, I mean, like, they had, like, over-unders in, like, the sixth round. <laughs> I mean, you can do that here. FanDuel, FanDuel has a, a line on Ian Book. I have no no thoughts on that. I have no I idea. Don't, I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they'll add more once day two, um, like, you know, after this draft is over like on friday you'll probably be able to bet some more guys in the over-unders um but which i think was also the case last year they added a bunch but maybe that's why it feels and that was like the only thing that we had you know with sports also probably like really hard to manage these lines uh on like when there's so many other things going on um yeah definitely swing a lot like with one like within even like with one report and Mm -hmm. then they're gonna have to and you basically have to pause like all everything so i could see why maybe they don't want to have as many out like right now oh yeah i mean i'm struggling to put together my card here because i'm so sharp and i'm so on top of things that the lines have moved so much i don't know what to tell people to bet (laughs) all right so anything else you want to talk about before we get into our picks here um will this is a question that I have will the what quarterback is going to be drafted fifth and will the Tampa Bay Bucks take that quarterback with the 32nd pick or will Tom Brady flip the fuck out that was three questions there's like a couple yeah there's a compound you can um on the but I so I don't think a quarterback like either 
one of these five quarterbacks, and we're really talking about Fields and uh, Lance here. I don't think to answer your second question, second, third question first, I don't think either one of them falls that far where Tampa is able to leverage that many picks to move up, like to where they're comfortable doing that. No, I'm talking about like a Trask or a Davis Mills. No, I don't, I don't think, no, I don't think those guys are, um, you mean at 32 or you mean yes, just in general? at 32? At no, 30, no, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're, they're going to be in line at 32. Um, because I think Tom Brady will be so pissed off. Okay. I mean, but they're returning all 22 starters plus Antonio Brown. They just recently. So you go more depth wherever yeah. you need depth. Um, and then I think, is that what you were talking about? The trash? Cause that, that's a sixth quarterback, not a fifth quarterback. Uh, Yes. I guess that's my question. My question to you is out of who's the, who's later drafted uh, fields or Lance. Uh, I, I think it's going to be fields. I, I think, I think, think so. Be. I think so too. Like I'm, I'm seeing that. And then um lance is now at minus 143 so the market's kind of in line with us there um the only thing i could think of is if like fields uh is if the patriots trade up to seven that's that's the only way i think that happens because i think the panthers wanted to draft the quarterback is just all bullshit they just want people to trade with them i'll be um, so annoyed if the fucking patriots get justin fields it's looking like it i think i think i think that's the the lowest um odds team to to draft them now yeah i it's i i'll be so annoyed i i really like justin fields so that's annoying to me yeah two to one patriots jesus wow jeez bill keep it in your pants (laughs) <laughs> yeah no i i wish he was you know i i wanted him to go to the falcons because it was cool i wanted him to go to the 49ers um maybe i'll root for the washington football team to, to take him to move up but it seems like they like lance more do you um, think they would take two ohio state quarterbacks in consecutive years no i think that's not why consecutive they, years they Is like consecutive lance. years no they drafted haskins like two, two years, years ago. ago yeah because uh, that was Chase Young they drafted last year. Right, right. <laughs> Three, they have a pedigree. <laughs> Ohio State players. But like, I'm looking at these teams now, and if if I don't believe the Panthers are serious about taking Fields, like the Patriots are the only team under ten to one that make kind of sense. If you know the Broncos, maybe at six to one, um, the Bears at ten to one. So, oh. did, did the Saints get involved? Maybe it's possible. They they'll just take whoever. They don't care. So, all right, let's get into uh, you know we could talk in circles about these quarterback situations all day, which I think is kind of why this draft is so intriguing this year versus most years. So, um, Joe, why don't you start with your pick? Um, since you hate the NFL draft, you will uh, actually no, you won't get done first. You'll get done last. So, all right, you go. It's perfect. First. It's actually perfect. <laughs> Um, so I was looking at the prolong your agony. Yeah, I know. I was looking at the at the draft board here, and uh, oh, I'm going to be small. fading. I'm going to be fading a running back, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Travis Etienne over 30 and a half at minus Ooh. 118 for one unit. 
I think that if he does go somewhere, it might be at the very, very back of the first round. So I can't wait for another first round sweat here to crush me at the end of the first round revolving a running back. I had to go back to the well. What was the juice on it there? Minus 118. And you said one unit. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll go next because Terry, you won last year. So you have the pleasure of going last. No doubt. Um, <laughs> I am going to take, um, I'm going to be betting like I usually do on the trenches. Um, but this is probably my favorite bet this year. I think a lot of teams in this early teen re uh, range range um, really want some offensive line help, whether that's the chargers at 13, the Vikings at 14 um, and even, you know, teams like the, the giants at 11 Broncos at nine. Um, everybody kind of needs an offensive line or, or could go offensive line. I am going to go with um, Elijah Vera Tucker, 21-year-old offensive lineman. The key is here, he is uh, more likely to uh, play guard in the NFL. And a T-Rex arms. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of a lot of talk about his length of his arms and whether or not he can play tackle. I think he can play tackle if you want him to, but like his low. I've heard like his floor is basically like pro bowl guard and he's, I, I, I was listening to uh, Kuiper and McShay's podcast and they kind of offhandedly said, like, I'm hearing a lot of teams are in love with Vera Tucker. If teams love Vera Tucker. Like he's going higher than you think um, under 16 and a half minus 124 on MGM. I think he's 15 and a half on other sites, but I am going Elijah Vera Tucker under 16 and a half. I think he's going to be the third lineman taken behind Panay Suell and Rashawn Slater. Um, there's also some head-to-head -head bets you can do against uh, Darisau from uh, Virginia Tech, which I think he'll be taken above him. But uh, I think the under 16 and a half is safe. And I will be putting one unit on that. Useful, useful. Uh, good picks, good picks. You love that guy. I think I you just like his name. No, I, I just it's a fun you know, name to say. You look at you know Quentin Nelson went really high. He was as a guard, like you know, teams, especially like teams like the Vikings or the Chargers. Um, their offensive lines like aren't terrible, so and they're like pretty much fringe playoff teams to begin with. Like that's the kind of thing they have weapons. Like that's a pretty good plug and play starter. Don't worry about that for the next ten years. Kind of play. Uh, Jafiel, Jafiel. I'm I'm moving on the fly here. Odds are changing left and right. Uh, but my, for my first pick, I'm gonna. I mentioned it. Uh, Dom, Dominic stamped it with his seal of approval. The the triple D seal of approval. I don't know what the third D is, uh, but it's going to be the Detroit Lions to take a defensive player, a player on the defensive side of the ball uh, at plus 230. That is on the DraftKings in his uh, betting parlor. Uh, and I'm going to put uh, one unit on that. Not going to rehash everything I said earlier. 
don't be lazy. You can just rewind. Uh, and then I'm going to take, I'm going to buck the trends. We talked about Mac Jones going third. Don't overthink it. The Mac attack coming to the Bay area. Um, I just feel like tall white guys. That's who flock there. So it'll be perfect. Uh, I'm going to take over six and a half for Trey Lance's draft position at plus 130. And that is on uh, points bet. It it used to be you could get it at plus uh, 180. That was on FanDuel. They moved the line to seven and a half. So now we're back on points bet. Six and a half over plus 130. Uh, I'm going to put a unit on that as well. I don't see how – if the Falcons are taking pits, I think 49ers are taking, you know, Mac Jones, Chase third. The only way this happens is if the Dolphins trade out of six. I don't I don't see it. I don't know if the, the Broncos I, – I don't know if the Dolphins have as much leverage as people think they do, um, if people stay pat. So uh, I'll, take, I'll take the Trey Lance plus 130 over six and a half all right i like i like i like that bet a lot actually um so for my next bet i'm gonna go back to uh what i said earlier um and again kind of playing off what you said don't overthink mac jones going three um i think the books right now are just gonna be printing free money keeping the odds where they are um, and just having people bet on Lance and bet on fields because it's a big, shiny plus number. Um, I am going to take, again, playing off that Jones to three. Jones pits chase three, four, five at plus 200. Um, again, I think this is going to go down closer to draft time. So if you're listening to this, um, bet it right now. And, you know, if you want it to be safer, even though I don't know how it, it, it is what it, actually, no, it's not even safer because Sewell, you have to kind of get past Miami there at six and a half. So I think this is a pretty safe bet at plus 200. I would have it closer to even odds, um, especially at this point with what we know now with Pitts and the Falcons and then the chase to the Bengals. Um, one unit. This is on DraftKings. Jones, Pitts, Chase, three, four, five. G unit. I will be taking uh, Panay over. 6.5 at minus 112 on DraftKings for one unit. Uh, this you is know the DraftKings too? What? Yeah, I do you know. know. The draft king too? I know the oh. DraftKings. Yeah, I know the DraftKings. But no, that's something that uh, both Terry and Dom have been discussing uh, in the Discord for the past week. Um, I locked this in a couple days ago, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with this. So. Let's uh, we're gonna put one unit on one and a half units on that. Oh, shit. and then I already mentioned that uh, I have the Giants to pick offense minus 137 on DraftKings, and that will also be for one and a half units, as much as Terry hates the bet. Wow, say that one more time. Uh, the Giants to pick offense minus 137 for one and a half units. What book? DraftKings. The, the Draft King. The King of the Draft. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I'm just looking up to see if this line is still here. Um, the answer is no. They're all gone. 
They're gone. Everyone. They're all gone. I'm struggling over here. <laughs> um, all of my lines are still there because I'm not a sharp. All right, I'm going to go with um, – even though this line has gotten worse since I bet it myself, I still like it. Um, but I'm going to only put a half unit on it. Um, I'm going to go J.C. Horn to be the first cornerback drafted at plus 190. This is on MGM. And the thought process always was certain – you know, certain the 10 Cowboys were taking him. But then, like, the reports started coming out that J.C. Horn is very well connected to Cowboys coaching staffs um, in that Mike McCarthy coached his father, Joe Horn, former NFL wide receiver, for a very long time. And then I think their GM is very close with South Carolina's head coach. Um, is that Muschamp? I think it is. Um and then just there's two different play styles. So it's kind of like your own little cup of tea here. There's the chance also that a team values a press coverage corner more than, you know, your typical kind of um, balanced can run with guys corner. So um, especially where the NFL, where it's at now need kind of guys smash mouth play up on the line horns, more that kind of guy. Um, this was, I think, 230 or 220 at the start of the day. It's going down to plus 190. It wouldn't surprise me if it goes closer to even. Uh, the ESPN Insider piece that I've cited like three or four times in this podcast says that, you know, it's basically flip a coin. So if you're flipping a coin, give me plus 190 odds. Um, I'm taking the plus 190 odds, but I'm only going to put 0.5 units on this. J.C. Horn, first cornerback, taking plus 190. Nice. Love it. Love it. I mean, I don't because – well, your thought process is here. It could still happen with your certain to the Panthers. <clears throat> Panthers trade back um, maybe to like the Giants at 11. True. Uh, to maybe they jump at Panade falling. Maybe they can get them at, at 11. True, true, true. Um, okay. I'm going to get weird with these last two. Um. How, how many units do we have? Five. 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 Okay. Um, I won't, you know, I've already placed the other ones in. Can't change the units. So we're going to have to go one and a half with these last two. Um, first one. We're, first of all, we're popping off on the Win app uh, in New Jersey. Very nice. Very clean. They send you little tickets, little receipts. Very nice touch. Um, not great if you have 65,000 emails uh, in your inbox on your phone and you have, uh, I don't have OCD, but if you do, uh, not great. Uh, so my first one is going to be a combination. So it's uh, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle's draft position will be low, lower, higher. I don't, closer to the, closer to number one. Beneath. The lower the, the their their draft position will be will be lower. Like you know under, what I'm trying to say. Under under, yeah. under they will be under um uh what's his name? Pitts and Devonta Smith's draft position. Whew. And that that's is, a fun bet. 
It is. And that is minus 110. We're going to put 1.5 units on that. We talked about that. If the top six goes away, it's going to go. We're going to end up, or as I think it's going to go, we're going to end up with, you know, Waddle and Chase being 11, you know, an 11 draft position with Chase going five, Waddle going six. Um, obviously, Pitts is going, you know, we think he's going four. And then it just becomes, you know, I don't think the Dolphins are going to take uh, Devonta Smith at six. And even if, you know, the Dolphins don't take Waddle or uh, Smith, I think Waddle is going to be taken first, um, you know, before uh, Smith. So you could end up pushing if they go back to back later in the round. Um, but this is, you know, for a guy that has, you know, Waddle over Smith and, you know, at minus 110, and those odds aren't available anywhere. I think the lowest are 180. This is like, I guess, another another way to, to, to take that bet at, you know, minus 110. Um, and then finally, as Dominic alluded to, he is very trade happy in his mock drafts. I think that is the, that is the perception. I don't, I'm not sure that teams are going to be eager to trade in this draft. We have, you know, guys that opted out. We, we didn't have a real combine. It was only a medical combine. So I'm going back to the win app and we're going to take under five and a half total number of first round trades on draft day. On draft day. Yes. So that's minus 120. We'll throw another one and a half units on that. Um, and I just, I think it could be a boring first round. You'll probably see some movement later in the round as, as you usually do teams trading in, you know, teams, complete teams like Tampa Bay that don't necessarily need a first round pick trading out. Um, but in terms of the top 10, I, I, I can see a scenario where it's kind of boring and, you know, the Patriots aren't willing to give up as much as, you know, to get in the top 10 teams just, just can't can't connect so yeah give me me the under five and a half minus i I think in order for that to hit you need under probably one and a half trades from the seven to eleven range because you know those are kind of like the trades everybody's talking about but then you just run the risk of the teams in the back end trading up for guys um maybe teams that don't have first round picks maybe teams that have extra first round picks fall in love with the guy but from what i hear you know there's like 15 guys in this draft and then everything else is a crapshoot so maybe there's not going to be a lot of draft uh, yes i mean trades. and just disregard the units i've used this is for the game if if you're betting if you're only going to bet one of my things i've picked them in the order that i like them so do that use that information as you will. <laughs> don't use the units as how i like these picks all right so I got two and a half units to play with. I'm going to go with what I think is a stone cold lock here. Um, just looked at all the books. It's still at minus 124 at FanDuel. It's up to minus 150 at MGM. It was only minus 125 about an hour ago. So, I mean, we, we had this, I think I teased on Twitter that we were releasing this tonight. So, and I think I, I'm, I'm even fine betting at minus 150, but Minus 124, FanDuel. Talked about a little bit earlier. Jalen Waddle under 10 and a half. I'm going to put two and a half units on it. I think that this line is, by draft time, I think this line is going to be up into minus 200 territory. Um, but 
it seems like I think Schrager just released a mock draft while we were recording with the Cardinals trading up into the top 10 for Waddle. Um, you know, we think he's going to the Dolphins as a podcast at six. Um, and then you hear kind of scuttle that the Eagles are trying to hop the Giants to, tr- to draft him. And to do that, they would have to get under 11. Um, and what do you know that sets it under 10 and a half? Um, I think Waddle's very highly sought after. I think he goes top 10, um, definitely. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the Cowboys even take him at 10. So, <laughs> which would be um, absurd, but it could be the Cowboys. So, two and a half units, Jalen Waddle under 10 and a half. That is on FanDuel at minus 124. Just, just, to, just to piggyback on that one thought, Cowboys to draft offenses, I think plus 295 close to three to one on DraftKings. if you want to get weird and think jerry's you know maybe jerry drank a little too much johnny walker blue and jerry's know, drinking blue not not, yeah. not green what's green or red green's not like the blue is the blue is the most expensive like one. i know it was a joke i don't think you know he's a fake johnny walker blue guy um i have seen in wow, the hot the, take Clip the <laughs> The Athletic uh, ran a, a mock draft, I think, of the first 10 on a podcast earlier this week. And uh, they had, like, beat writers from each of their teams kind of play the teams. And it got to the Cowboys at 10, and the Panthers ended up drafting Sertain at 8. You know, good for you, Mr. Terry. But the beat writer got on there, and he was like, this is not what I expected, but if Rashawn Slater's there at 10, like, the Cowboys are – most likely going to take Slater. So I think Slater could very well get to 10. And if he does, that's an offensive player. So I, I co-side on that. All right. And then uh, my last pick here is something that I saw from Matt Freeman of the Action Network. And then I've been kind of doing some research based off of that. And I will be taking Tevin Jenkins under 24 and a half at minus 134 on DraftKings. Um, Based on the teams that are between like 17 and 24 being the Raiders, the Dolphins, the football team, uh, the Bears, the Colts, the Cardinals or the Titans, uh, Seattle, Pittsburgh, I think that there's a strong chance that he gets taken um, in this part of the draft, I think there's uh, a decent amount of offensive tackles that are going to be an offensive lineman that are be going that are going to be going in this range. So uh, I like this pick at under 24 and a half um, for Tevin Jenkins, and we'll put one unit on that. I already have this bet on my bet slip. I like it, Kosan. If uh, there's two offensive linemen I really like, I already bet the unders. It's uh, Elijah Vera Tucker and Tevin Jenkins. Let's go. So something right. Maybe. All right. That is it for the bet slips again. Joe Travis at the end over 30 and a half and a Sewell over six and a half giants drafting an offensive player minus minus one thirty-seven. Tevin Jenkins under 24 and a half. I got Vera Tucker under 16 and a half Jones pitch chase three, four, five plus 200 JC horn first cornerback drafted plus plus one ninety. Jalen Waddle under 10 and a half. Terry, Detroit Lions to draft defensive player first, plus 230. Trey Lance over six and a half, plus 130. Chase and Waddle combined draft position under Pitts and Smith, minus 110. And then under five and a half total trades on draft day, minus 120. We will tally them up based on our units used, and we will declare a winner. And uh, again, Terry is uh, 
got one and oh in the uh the etched engraved draft day trophy that we have so um we'll see who can unseat him or if he takes home the gold again uh moving on do we have kentucky derby analysis yeah a little bit so um yes <laughs> essential quality is going to be the favorite it opened at three to one odds uh i imagine that's going to move down i heard this rumor uh from one of my friends that's actually in the industry and he said that apparently mattress mac is going to be a pain in the fucking ass again and just dump a boatload of money on essential quality. So it kind of sucks that this isn't like a sports betting line uh, because it's going to fuck up the odds here and it's going to move essential quality down significantly lower than three to one because he's doing another stupid fucking mattress promotion. Uh, so he's trying to hedge that by like laying however much money on essential quality here. Um, known agenda look. Looks good. I mean, it opened at six to one, but you're never going to win out of the number one post on the rail here uh, at the Derby. So I would keep that in mind here. And then um, Rock Your World is five to one. This is the number two pick here. Uh, won the Santa Anita Derby and is going to start next to Essential Quality. So I, I think that that's, uh, that's kind of what you're looking at. Um, it just sucks that the odds on Essential Quality are going to get shot to hell. Here. so I'll but isn't that a good thing though if you're like not looking to bet a favorite if you're not looking to bet a favorite but essential quality is like the favorite for a reason in this race anyway um if you if you want to bet off of the favorite then it's great um but it does it. Suck, like if that's the way that you're handicapping this race that you have essential quality on top um so i, I would definitely keep that in mind and just remember that the odds are going to move um but that's that's kind of my initial look at it anyway. I hope Mattress Mac just has egg on his face. And didn't I, he bet Houston to win the title too? Like he put a huge yeah. thing on Houston. Yeah, he just paid me. Um, <laughs> but no, he's just fucking annoying. Like just stop doing these promotions. It's ridiculous. Um, Sue him. We should. That, we should do that. Um, uh, my favorite is Hot Rod Charlie because I like the colors – um for the jockey or what are they called i think they're called colors right okay cool good talk and uh i like the name and he's eight to one and he's in the middle he's in the middle he drew a nice little uh drew a nice post yeah i just looking at the pps i haven't like really gotten into this yet but uh what catches my eye is uh midnight bourbon out of the 10 slot um some pretty good numbers in the last couple races um finished uh second to hot rod charlie in the uh louisiana derby too is like concert tour uh trained by was trained by bob baffert and that was a horse that you expected to see. You really expected to see concert tour and um, essential quality kind of vying for like to be the odds on favorite here, but it ran bad in the Arkansas Derby. And it looks like, and it's not like that horse isn't going to run here. So they're actually, it's going to come back in the freakness. It was what it looks like. So uh, it could, what do you mean? That's what it looks like. He's not in the field. No, I'm saying it looks like he's going to come back to the freakness. Uh we don't like he's obviously not in this field. 
Um, so it, it's interesting. It's something to keep in mind for, uh, for the next leg of the triple crown though. Yeah. I mean, midnight bourbon, uh, first time Mike Smith is going to be on, um, as a jockey. You're an ass man. And yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ass man at, at 20 to one probably gets bet down a little bit. And then the other one I was looking at, um, Chad Brown at, with highly motivated at 17, but Javier Castellano um, notoriously never won a Kentucky Derby. So um, one of my favorite jockeys to bet on at Saratoga, but I'm probably going to get sucked into betting him to win a Kentucky Derby at some point. And who better to do it than with uh, Chad Brown. So, um, but I'll probably regret that. So I'll, I'm sure we'll have picks on the Twitter and uh, socials for the Kentucky Derby, but Bruce or Corey, how you doing? Been better, Dom. What is uh, allergy issues? Yeah, yeah, allergies. Uh, I have surgery on Friday on my knee. Uh, and if I get a sinus infection, then they're going to push my surgery. So it's going to be great. You're getting yeah, surgery? Yeah, on my knee. I thought it was non-surgical. Yeah, me too. Apparently, there's a floating piece of a bone in there, and they have to get it out, or it's going to keep inflaming. Oh. Shit, well... Um, I guess your we can thoughts do and a, prayers uh, are appreciated. You don't yeah, have to say it; it's fine. Yeah, just uh, thank you. Actually, for I'll you donate do those thoughts and prayers to uh, to Bourbonic because I'm absolutely putting money on that name. I know, <laughs> right? Me? I was looking at that. I it's annoying that he has the twentieth post, but like in, after a year of what essentially seemed like the bubonic plague, now we're talking about bourbon and bubonic, and we combine it into one thing. Total package. And it's yeah, it's a Todd Pletcher horse. Like, come on. So thoughts and prayers to that horse because I'm putting money on it. But you just transferred over your thoughts and prayers, so I did. I focused. Yeah, yeah you put it on the horse. That. I'll no, be fine. Bankrupt. Put it on the horse. Right. No, I'll, you I'll, don't I'll, have any. <laughs> uh, pods and wrecks. So I've been having a lot of couch time. So I got two wrecks. One is uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie. It's fucking awesome. Uh, it's on HBO Max, I believe, for a limited time because I think you have to pay for it after a certain amount of time. Uh, just good quality Mortal Kombat shit. Plain and simple. Hour and 50 minute runtime, I believe. And you know exactly what you're signing up for. It's fantastic. And then the other one was how to fix a drug scandal. It's like a four series, uh, documentary four episode documentary series about, um, like people who worked in labs to test drugs that were seized during an arrest that would test it to prove that it is the drug that the police officer thought it was. And there's these two instances in Boston and in Western Massachusetts where they were either just stamping them as the drug that they were perceived to be and not actually testing it in one case. And then the other one, the woman started doing all the drugs. So she would replace them with like fake drugs and then issue a report saying that it was real because she stole it and took it home. So she starts out doing a little bit of meth, then she runs out of her meth, and there's not a huge meth boom anymore, I guess, in Western Massachusetts. So she moved on to taking the cocaine and cooking crack for herself in the lab. This went on for like over 10 years, I think. Fantastic documentary. Couldn't recommend it enough. Is she the Heisen? Is she Heisenberg? I mean, she must have been cooking good crack. She had all the good lab equipment. Did she was um fuck I can't think of his name Walter White fuck no 
I was trying to think of Jesse Pinkman, like the real guy's name. Aaron, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Is Aaron Paul her best friend? Maybe. But no, she was a solo user. They found her notes from therapy in her car that said mm-hmm. she was doing it by herself. Really good stuff. Well, sounds like a, a really invigorating television. Um, yes. I'm going to recommend uh, my fiance and I got a Peacock, the uh, streaming Whoa. service. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I thought you were getting I, into exotic birds. NC 17. I've never seen uh, Modern Family, and it's fucking great show. Like I, I okay, know yeah, that, but I know like, that I'm I know that I'm late to the party on this, but how many I Emmys mean, can one show get? They they fucking just hounded all the Emmys for like a decade. That was before my time, so don't care about the awards. Oh, and shout out to uh, Franny McDormand winning Best Actress at three to one, taking it home. Getting real weird. What is your take on the Oscars there? Like, were they supposed to give Bozeman the, the best actor and that just no. didn't happen? Fuck no. And I saw um, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and it was good. He was good. But I heard, I have not seen the, uh, what the fuck, the father, whatever, what's his face was in, Hannibal mm-hmm. Lecter. Um, I heard he was fantastic. I haven't seen it though. But Chadwick Bozeman's performance was nothing spectacular. Okay. All right. Who's next? Joe. Um, Joe's next. I'm gonna recommend. He taking, raised his hand. Yeah, guys, it's that time of year again. The weather was 85 degrees today. I know that I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now, but when I was outside earlier today, you know what season it is? It's fucking thigh season, baby. Get those bad boys out, break out the spiral hams. It's time to go. So when you buy shorts, there's no such thing as short shorts. It's a redundancy. So get shorts, mid-thigh, let those guys breathe. Otherwise, you're really just wearing capris. I recommend eyes. Joe, I was really surprised last weekend you weren't wearing shorts. I know. I I was waiting for the first day where I could see that 80 degree mark. And I really wanted to be comfortable and confident. You need 80 and, degrees to wear shorts. Wow. You're no, soft, dude. But I wanted it to be guy you are. to make that recommendation for the people. So you're officially declaring it thigh season. You're allowed to wear shorts now. It is officially thigh season. Okay. I can't believe you need 80 degrees to wear shorts. I don't. But I've been I wearing shorts since the beginning of April because yeah, I didn't get anything over this fucking pretty breeze. soft, man. As this I big short guy, recommend it for <laughs> others. Mr. I go to the gym all the time. You need eighty degrees to wear shorts. I usually wear not a good look for the brand. Not I don't want to intimidate. Not a good look for the brand. You know, you gotta wear. You gotta wear the pants. You don't want to be. I don't want people to get fucking horned up in the gym, checking out all that thigh. You wear pants to the gym most of the time yeah i get that wow. sweat going i wouldn't have guessed that yeah i wear like layers though so like i'll oh, wear like weird. sweatpants over shorts and then i'll take the sweatpants off you take the onion approach yeah i'm a big onion guy call fun. this guy a yellow onion asian joke <laughs> all right uh, Terry, you know, uh, the you white got? the white people on the pod are not laughing at that joke. 
<laughs> oh my god. Please go, Terry. Uh I'll go. Uh I recently watched Aziz Ansari's twenty nineteen stand up special, which I had missed, kinda like Dominic missing Modern Family, except I only missed it for two years. Dominic missed Modern Family for twelve years. Um it was very good. It, it, it just, you know, touches on some issues that really, really, you know, became prevalent in 2020. Um, so it was weird to hear him like talking about it in 2019. And it kind of just, you know, you forget what was going on before pandemic and continued through pandemic. It's going to continue after pandemic. So uh, <laughs> there's no like pandemic, not the pandemic. No, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good, good fun, good fun hour of laughs. Just, I was laying in bed, giving, giving a good chuckle. So, uh, yeah, I recommend that. Have a good laugh. Did you see uh, Master and Nun season three is coming out soon? I did see that. Guess I'm gonna have to catch up on that. Uh, it seems to not really involve anyone, but um, I forget her name. In she show. was in Ready Player One. That doesn't help me. Good movie. Yeah. So a lot of couch time. All right. That's it for the NFL draft 2021 special. Of, Good job, guys. Uh, the Oddscast podcast. I think we covered it. Um, yeah, we'll be posting our, our picks, our full cards, if you will. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a great night. Order some Chinese food, sit on the couch and watch it. Uh, for Dominic DeLeo, yeah. Joe Dallaire, Terry Takes, producer Corey. Thoughts and prayers to him. See you next week. Bubonic. 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 Boobs. All right. God bless. Jason Kokrak, Cockrack, 40 to 1, Valspar. I'm on a heater. Two in a row so far. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? What's your ranking though, Jeff? Bud Light, Natty Light, Keystone Light. <laughs> oh my God, how old are you? <laughs> the correct answer was Miller Light, Coors Light, Bud Light. No. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. I would drink Bud Heavies over Bud Light. I love Bud Heavy. Great beer. Found